And kaboom! Welcome back to the Hank Okay, Spring I believe situation. we're live. I hope we're live. Lifestyles I'm praying. Make sure you guys subscribe, thumbs up, ring the bell so you can be notified. We are live. I hope you got your big girl panties on. <laughs> this is episode 496 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. I'm coming to you live from Gainesville. We've got Babyface P also in Gainesville. And we have the Pew Pew Jew. He's in the middle. Where are you where, where are you coming from? Texas? You in Texas? Dallas, yeah. Dallas. There you go. Uh, we got should we call you Yehuda? What do you like to be? I don't know. Uh, that's my name. Okay. Should, PPJ, Yehuda, which I don't know. No one calls you PPJ, I'm sure. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> All right. So we've got Yehuda, the the Pew Pew Jew. He's gonna be joining us here. Um and, we, of course, we've got Babyface P. We've got all you guys. Make sure everyone smashes the thumbs-ups, ring the bell, etc. The show's brought to you tonight by Franklin Armory. Shout-out to them, uh, makers of binary triggers and other very cool firearms. Um, also, you guys should make sure that you check out my interview with Jay uh, Jacobson, the owner of Franklin Armory. That's up on the regular YouTube channel. All right, shout out to everyone. Thanks for the patience. I know we're coming in here a little bit late. I had to like turn something on in Skype that freaked me out for a minute. And then I went to my IT guy, Babyface P, and he was like, I you're not you, your IT guy. You, you, you do yes, not you. pay me enough money to be your IT guy. <laughs> I will double your salary. Yeah. Right now. A bunch of zeros. From zero to zero. Yeah. Uh, we'll go up right now. Okay. Um, and let's see, Flying Rich gave us a couple of bucks right here at the beginning. He says, where can I get that T-shirt? I'm assuming he's talking to you, Yehuda. Where can uh, people get this T-shirt from? Yes, gun gun control is not kosher. Uh, you can go to the I like that. It's so awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, the pewpewjew.com. Nice. All right, awesome. There you go. I will try to, uh, um, I'll, tr I'll try to find, what's that? What's up, Patrick? Uh, was it Richard Hughes you said that asked about it? Yes. Yeah, Richard. Richard's wife is Jewish, and she's super conservative and gun loving, so it's it's like perfect for her. Yeah, uh, she'll yeah. like my website then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we will. Uh, let me see. I'll try to pull that up sometime here, so you guys can see. So please go over to it's the pewpewjew.com, right? Yeah. Awesome. Good. You guys go over there, sign up, and uh, so, or support him, follow him. I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll we'll get into his social media and all that other kind of stuff. Um, I think we just recently met, but I've heard about you for a little while. Yeah, we, we've been kind of social media friends for a while. And mm -hmm. I know there was a big mix up, not, I, I guess maybe not a mix up, but mm -hmm. I was supposed to try to get on the show like a year ago, but just nothing ever worked out. But then mm -hmm. we just met at, uh, KD, Argo J's big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was, uh, where we officially met for the first time. Right, absolutely. Um, mix up, probably. You know what? I'm so perfect. I don't know how they could possibly. Yeah. <laughs> been. <laughs> I don't know how they could have possibly been a mix up. No, actually, yes. For a while, people have been telling us that we need to get together, get you on the show. So I'm glad you're here. Welcome to the show. Um, and, and by the way, this is my friend, Babyface P. Nice to meet you. AKA nice Patrick. Um, so why don't you give everyone the rundown, like tell the folks out there if they don't know who you are, who you are, how you, how you got into the whole gun community. Um, yeah, so about, God, uh, must have been, who knows, however many years ago, uh, I grew up in Los Angeles, 
got married. Uh, yeah, don't hold it against me. <laughs> um, I grew up in Los Angeles, lived there for 30 years, but mm. I bought my first gun when I was in L.A. I was married, two kids out of the house. And when my parents found out uh, that I owned a gun, they didn't know about my AR or my shotgun. They just found out about my Glock. Uh, <laughs> okay. If, if you've ever seen Chernobyl, uh, <laughs> and that Chernobyl had nothing on my parents. I mean, we're talking, <laughs> their meltdown was epic. Oh, <laughs> epic! And, you know, I'm I'm an Orthodox Jew, so like, then you get all of that, you know. Uh, oh my gosh. Jewish guilt. Yeah. Piles <laughs> up, and um, and I'm thinking to myself, like, here I am. 25 years old, uh, maybe 26, I don't even remember, married, two kids, out of the home. Um, my, la my, my parents thought I was mature enough to get married, mature enough to send me to Israel for two years for study and mature enough to have kids, but I'm not responsible or mature enough to have a tool in my home. Right. So, you know, are you, uh, whenever you're brand new into this industry, the first place everyone goes to is NRA. Mm -hmm. Um I found the Eddie Eagle program, which mm -hmm. is absolutely fantastic. Uh, the one issue that I have with Eddie Eagle is it's basic, right? It, it talks about what to do if you find a gun somewhere it's not supposed to be, and that's it. Yep. Mm -hmm. As all gun owners know, there's a lot more to gun safety. Than that, for sure. Right. Yeah. So that kind of led me to Amazon to purchase a book that I would be able to sit down with my children and read to them about gun safety and was shocked out of my mind that there was no books on the market specifically designed for children. Not zero. Zero. Yeah, not necessarily for parents to read, mm -hmm. to educate them on how to talk to children, but specifically for children. Mm -hmm. And I've always been a very big fan of creative writing. So I pulled out my iPhone, like four or five, I don't even know what it was. And on the notepad, I literally wrote my first book on my notepad, on my what? iPhone in about 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Sent it to a buddy of mine who was in the LAPD, whose birthday is today. Happy birthday, Dave. Oh. And uh, mm -hmm. he like shredded it apart. Like just awesome constructive criticism, really educating me on the proper lingo and usage of verbiage and edu educating me on, on in the gun culture, something that I knew nothing about except for the fact that I owned a couple guns and I like to go shoot them. Uh, and then it took me about five years to get my first book published. Was the first book, because oh, hold on, I could throw this up for everyone if they want to see it. Was the first one Safety On? The first book was Safety On. Okay. Um, and I three months after that I released Safety on the Coloring Book, so that children would be able to really immerse themselves into the lessons by visualizing it themselves. It's the, it's the exact same book, identical except coloring book pages instead of colored pages. Okay, very cool. And I see you have a couple of other books there, which we'll talk about. Let me take a second to pause since you mentioned your friend. What would you say his name was? Dave. Dave, happy birthday, Dave. I'm going to get in big, in really big trouble if I don't do this. Yehuda. So I got to do this right now. And Flying Rich gave us a couple of bucks to say it, so I extra have to do it. Today is also Lola's birthday. That is correct. Ooh, happy birthday, Lola. Yes, happy birthday to Lola. L-O-L-A. 
Lola, yeah, it is her birthday. Happy birthday to her. Um, I actually, I gave her a smile for her birthday today. I mean, God, uh, how did how, you? How more? Do you awesome? Tell us how is. Can you tell us on? Is it like? Can you tell us how you did that, or is that like personal? Does it belong on Pornhub? No, no. I mean, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, basically, it's a video. It's a video. So the, when we were in Vegas, Lola and I were—I knew her birthday was coming up, but we probably were going to be busy since we came back here and really couldn't do anything. So what I did was I took this like selfie uh, video with her where I'm doing my usual mean mugging and Lola is smiling. And then at the end, I smile and I threw it up on social media for anyone who wants to see that. So there it goes. That's my birthday present to you, Lola. I hope you enjoy it. I know I'm too nice. I'm too, do you guys give your wives awesome? I'm assuming you're still married, right, Yuda? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're about to hit 12 years. 12 years. Congratulations. Do you guys give your, your wife an awesome gift like that? Um, I'm, I'm uh, and I, I probably shouldn't be saying this, you know, being in the gun community, we're all <laughs> alpha males, right? But uh, I'm, uh, I'm, No, we're not. Uh, yeah, right? An absolutely hopeless romantic. Oh, awesome. I will plan out the most extravagantly yep. crazy planned event for my wife. Mm -hmm. Same with me. Yeah, for no other reason. It, it's something that I take great pride in. Um, and as, I, as much as I joke that we're alpha males, I mean, I don't think there's anything more manly than treating your woman right and, and making sure that she feels loved. So. Mm -hmm. A hundred percent. First of all, let, let's, you know, we're going to, I want to get into the background and everything with you, but while yeah. we're on this subject and we're all dudes here, isn't it the guys who are the most romantic ones? I find women have no romance bone whatsoever. I think so. Yeah. I'm kind of <laughs> <honest>. <laughs> Oh, you agree? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There you my, go. My, wife, my wife is the most unromantic person I've <laughs> yeah. I thought it was yeah. just me. No, no, no. <laughs> I'll plan the craziest thing for my wife, and then like at the end of the night, it's just like, oh, that was nice. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, I don't know what that is, man. I think romance is only – well, first of all, women always say we're not romantic, which I don't know where that myth comes from. But yes, I do the same thing. I'll like write out poetry, do all kinds of stuff for Lola, and she'll be like, whatever. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, that was all right. So, uh-oh, wait, Lola's coming in here. Wait a yeah, second. you better watch yourself. <laughs> sounds, sounds, what is sounds it? Sounds like you need a hug. <laughs> no, I don't, I'm fine. I'm fine. Happy oh. birthday. <laughs> there you go. Happy birthday to you. Uh, is, so, am I lying? Am You're I the not, romantic one? You, or? Are, you are the romantic one yes. out of us, too. Yeah, no romance bone. I will, I will give you that. Yeah. If we find a female who is romantic, They're we're going to clone her. They're out there. Uh, They're not know. as fun as I am. Uh, okay, well, you know, uh, I, I'm not going to argue that since it's your birthday. <laughs> I'm not going to argue about the funness. But, yeah, that's why is that, though? It, it's true. Yeah. It's oh. it. I, I think it's genetics. I think that's how we were raised, men. You got to court. You got to do the romantic things. Mm -hmm. It's just how we are. Yeah. Well, I think we're. I thought we were supposed to be savage, but I think that romance is a thing that comes from dudes. Oh yeah. So, uh, Joseph Anthony <clears throat> says happy birthday again. So there we go. All the birthday stuff out of the way for Lola. Plus Dave got a birthday shout out. <laughs> hey, can I just give a shout out to Richard Hughes who went and ready bought a shirt. What? Nice. I think that is in my two years that the Pew Pew Jew has been around, not even a year and a half. 
and the countless podcasts and live feeds that I've done, mm-hmm. this is the first time where someone actually said, hey, I love that shirt. Where'd you get it? I'm going to get one. And then literally does it. Oh, <laughs> that is awesome. That- so Richard, if you're still watching, man, I will make sure to uh, – if, if you hit me up on Instagram at the Pew Pew Jew, I will send you something special. Oh, nice. nice. A little, not, nothing big, just a little something. Just a little something. <laughs> okay. You know what? I'm, I'm not going to say what's going through my brain. <laughs> just trying yeah. to romantic here, right? Yes, exactly. I know. We were just talking about romance. But thank you to Richard Hughes. That was very nice. That's a badass T-shirt. I don't know. Do you have that in patches? I do. You do? Is that on the website? It is on the website. Yes. They're the nice PVC ones, not even not the cloth ones. Like the good. Oh. Lola, you need to go on the website and get me one of these patches right now. And by the way, listen, I'm going to give this, my patch, to Richard Hughes for buying your shirt. Nice. Okay, Richard Hughes? So whenever I see you, I got a Hank Strange patch coming at you for being uh, for you know, being awesome and buying that uh, T-shirt. And you know what? I'll tell you what. If anybody else, while we're on the air, buys a T-shirt from the Pew Pew Jew, you might, you might get a patch. I don't know. There you go. Thank you. You know, I, I feel like this, the romance is bubbling right now. <laughs> I don't know where we were. I forgot I forgot whatever the hell we were talking about, uh, Patrick. I don't even know. Um, yeah. Pixamite says, happy birthday, Lola. Under that tough exterior, I could tell Hank's a, a Romeo at heart. Yes, absolutely. I'm just super romantic. I don't know, man. <laughs> What to do with all my my romance is, you know, it is bubbling over. Okay, so let's get back to it. So we were talking about you wrote the you wrote that first book, yeah, right. Um, did you, you self published, right? The first two books, my safety on books, were actually published through a small publishing house. Oh, okay. Um, it took me about five years to write to get it published, just because right when I started shopping it around, Sandy Hook happened. Oh. And there yeah. was, I mean. There is no literary agent in the country or publishing company that that wants to touch a book about kids and guns in a positive light. So, I mean, I I shelved it for a year, picked it back up, tried selling it, you know, getting it out there. Um, It took me a while. Um, In January of 2016 or February, Mm. uh, sorry, in April, I apologize, April of 2016, I actually got a literary agent who got me a great deal within like two weeks with yeah. a relatively well-known um, publishing house. And then three months later in July, for some unknown reason, uh, the the publishing company canceled the book deal and my agent dropped me. Whoa. This, this is not- before, this is before Sandy Hook. No, this is already. Uh, oh, after. Or- Four years after Sandy Hook. Oh, okay. okay. Um, to say I went into a deep, dark funk, uh, I mean, major depression is an understatement. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a really, really dark place in my life. Um, mm-hmm. Here's something I worked for for five years. I had it within grasp. And it was just ripped away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in November, to be exact, November 18th, uh, I'm sorry, this was 2015. November 18th, 2015, my son comes home. He was six years old at the time with a, an assignment, which is this uh, framed photo right here. 
Okay, hold on. Let's get a look at it. Okay. Right here. This and one. Uh -huh. basically said, when I am 50 and what you want to do when you turn, what, you, what you're going to be doing when, you know, you're 50. Mm -hmm. And he wrote, I'm going to be like my dad and I'm going to write. Oh. And right there and then I took the paper. I turned to my wife. I said, I'll be right back without any explanation. Drove right to Walmart, got a picture frame, framed it, put it up on my wall. And it was at that moment that I realized that no longer – my book no longer is about me. Mm -hmm. It's about not uh, disappointing my child and mm -hmm. showing him that I'm not a quitter. Mm -hmm. And uh, about a you know, lot of hard work, but uh, I got the book published and a lot of blood, sweat, and tears went into that. Um, and then, yeah, that was uh, 2017. Yeah, like, awesome motivational work from your son there. Yeah, uh, I mean, I... I wouldn't be here talking to you if it wasn't for my son. He, 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 I mean, that, that assignment, like how, when your son comes home, how do you disappoint him like that? You know, mm -hmm. how do you say, you know what? It was a tough road, but I'm just going to call it a day. And I'm just, it's not meant to be, mm -hmm. but I, I couldn't do that to him. He looks up to me and I, I refuse to be a quitter in his eyes. Okay, awesome. Uh, I'm glad you did that. The thing I was going to ask you about the books, I mean, I think there's probably a reason why there were no books up to this time, right? Because I, I, there probably were people trying to do this, but publishers for lots of different reasons didn't want to do it. And then like you said, you kind of like ran into some stuff. Uh, I'm sure there's not, I'm not just the only one out there that's interested maybe one day in putting out a book. What can you tell us like more in depth about that whole experience? So in terms of getting a book like this out, I don't know if it, there was necessarily a people trying to do it, just publishing companies wouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. It seems that no one was doing it. Um, mm -hmm. Up until recently, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I'm trying to think the best way to explain it. So up until recently, yes, a lot of us educated our children on firearms. But there wasn't the same type of urgency and push that there is now mm -hmm. across the country. Yeah, you might have people who grew up in, um, you know, the South or other places where guns were really used for hunting that were taught from a young age. But, you know, you can go to any city in this country and you will find people my age, 35 and younger, taking their little kids and teaching them shooting, not not hunting, shooting. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, so I don't think there was ever a, a real need or a real desire to come out with a children's book. There, there was no market for that. Mm -hmm. And that's what actually led me to write my book is that there was nothing on the market. Mm -hmm. So in terms of like, if people want to write a book nowadays, I mean, it really is easy. You can self-publish anything you want on Amazon. Mm -hmm. uh, Amazon has their own publishing company, and I've done four books self-published on Amazon, and it's been fantastic. Um, you come up with an idea, if you know, I, I do know, like, um, did you see Rob? Uh, I know Pinkus's yeah, book, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So Rob just came out with his book, and he's been telling everybody, uh, which is a huge um, 
uh, for me, I don't want to call it ego boost, but I'm truly humbled. But he keeps telling everyone that I was his inspiration. Oh, that's cool. To mm. write his children's book, and he actually wrote him wrote his book specifically to complement my safety book. Oh, cool. I mean, and, you're the you're the guy pioneering it at this point. If there's no one else that ever did that, so right. So so mm. I know Julie Golub came out with a book, uh, which mm. is a great book. But you know, our books are vastly different. Um, I know one of our buddies who was at that uh, party came out with one, yeah. the EDC guy. Um, I haven't had a chance to see it yet, so I don't want to comment on it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there are books here and there, but there's no one doing I mean, I have five books on firearms education for children, including a 105 explosive gun jokes. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to we're going to can we get some of these jokes later or are these not suitable? Yeah, we, we can definitely touch on that. I mean, okay. that that book was written for a specific reason as well. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, there's no one doing what I'm doing. And, and you know, I, I highly recommend and I, I, I would love it if people hear my voice right now and they're like, you know what? Self-publishing doesn't seem so hard. We're going to write a children's book on firearms education. By all means, do it, please. We need more children's literature out there on mm-hmm. firearms education. I mean, I have two books on gun safety. I have the ABCs of guns which is literally an ABC's book. I have the, the joke book, and then I also have a book called 27 Words, which is a breakdown of the Second Amendment for hmm. children. And okay. it's something that I'm, I'm really passionate about, and I highly urge people, if you're interested in doing it, feel free to reach out to me. Um, I, I'm more than happy to help anyone become a published author. We need more children's literature on firearms education. Okay. Very cool. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm not looking. I'm not looking to corner the market or saying, "Hey, you know, <laughs> I, I don't want anyone to do it because then I lose money because someone will, might buy that book instead of mine." Mm-hmm. Uh, as as much as I would love to be that guy, I'm not. I I want to make sure that children in America are safe. I want to make sure that they're educated, and I want parents to have as many tools out there in order to educate their children. Yeah, I think that this is like. Um you know, this is like the sex education thing, right? Uh, yeah. A lot of parents, a lot of people are worried that their kids will, you know, go wrong somehow with sex. And so we, we have that talk. We have the birds and the bees talk. In school, they talk to kids about sex, you know, how to stay safe, how to keep from getting diseases, etc. And then it's almost like, why, why would you not do that with guns? You know, why yeah. would you not teach your kids about guns? You can take it even, even a, a different route, you know. Um, we have, you know, from a young age, we're teaching our kids, you know, when, when they're crawling, right. Mm-hmm. Don't touch the oven, even though, yeah. the oven's on, even though the oven might be on, we all know ovens nowadays have like this heat proof so that you can touch the glass on the oven when it's on. It's not hot, mm-hmm. but we still say, don't touch the oven. It's hot. Mm-hmm. At the same time, we don't let kids use knives maybe until they're like four years old when they demand to use a knife. And you get those little kitty butter knives that, you know, I would rather be stabbed with a spoon. But, you know, you have these little butter knives and you teach kids from a young age to how to use it. So that by the time they're six, seven, eight years old, you can leave a set of cooking knives on the counter and you know your child's not going to go near it because they've been educated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, same same thing with the um, – like so we live here in Florida, lots of pools. I'm yeah. guessing in L.A., lots of pools too, right? 
Yeah. I mean, we teach we teach kids about, you know, stay away from the pool or we teach them how to swim and things like that. We just don't leave it up to fate or chance that our kids will be okay. Yep. Right. A hundred percent. Hey, Hank, just quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope you have a lot of patches. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've seriously been... get a bunch of orders? <laughs> uh, Joseph Anthony just got this shirt. So I uh, thank you, Joseph. Okay, Joseph gets a patch. Joseph gets a patch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know who got yeah. Let's see who else. Yeah, I thought about that when I said it. I was like, uh-oh. Uh, Scott Jones uh, got a patch. Oh, okay. Congratulations. Well, we'll, we'll, Scott, you got to get in touch with us. We'll get, you a, we'll get you a patch too if you buy a patch. Hey, so Hank, Stra- Hank Strange bought a patch. Thank you, Boom. Hank. Boom. And Pe- Peggy Keller, if you're still here. Oh, What, Peggy? She bought a shirt and a patch. What? Okay, Peggy Peggy also gets uh Peggy will get one of these too. <laughs> we'll take care of Peggy. I think she already has one, but we'll, you know. We'll get another one. Thanks to everyone out there that did yeah, buy yeah. those. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Yehuda. What were you no, gonna I say? was going to say thank you. It's awesome. I appreciate everybody. Yeah. Uh, Ghost Tactical says, Yehuda, my favorite is 27 words. Ah, uh, Trey. Yeah. Uh, Ghost is a great guy. I've been on this podcast numerous times. Uh, mm-hmm. 27 words is a book I'm actually very proud of because we teach our kids to go shooting. Mm-hmm. But you don't hear a lot of people educating children on why we do that right mm-hmm. we we, al- we have the ability to take our kids shooting anytime we want because of the second amendment mm-hmm. if you don't have kids being educated on the importance of the second amendment at an early age then who cares that they know how to shoot they won't appreciate our freedoms when they're older so thank you trey uh, ghost I'm, I'm i'm very proud of 27 words yeah um, let me uh, let me let's try to get some stuff. And Patrick, by the way, if you because it's you know if you see anything going on here, or you want to mm-hmm. like uh, something we need to uh, pay attention to in the chat, let me know. I did see Sergeant Hulk's big toe says, "Given your two years in Israel, can you describe the Israeli gul- gun culture? Excuse me, as compared to America's?" Yeah, uh, Israeli gun culture sucks royally. Really? Uh, they yes, people are shocked by that. I just did a a um, big Instagram live uh, about a month ago with a, a great uh, company called IDF Gear Review. They're based in Israel and they do all this review coming from a you know Israeli defense force mentality. Um, in short, you are only allowed to own one firearm at a time and it is only allowed to be a handgun. You are a civilian is not allowed to own any kind of long gun. And let's say I want I have let's say I have a Glock 19, but I decide I want to switch to the Sig. I I don't know the exact process, but in essence, I have to go turn in my Glock or sell it, have proof that I sold it, then go to a certain location where I have to fill out a new form to register a new gun, and that's how you do it. So you're only allowed to have one handgun at a time in your possession. You are only allowed to own in your home fifty rounds of ammo at any given time. Uh, yeah, this what? is confu- this is confusing to me. I'm, <laughs> this is like yeah. this is yeah. crazy. Um, yeah, you're allowed. You are allowed to go to let's say your gun range and buy a thousand dollars worth of ammo, but the ammo stays there. And every time you go to the range to use it, you're like, oh, I, I want two hundred dollars worth of credit 
of oh, ammo. Weird. They hold it there. Um, common misconception is a lot of people think that, oh, in Israel it's a law that you can't have a round chambered because, you know, the Israeli army doesn't carry a round chambered mm -hmm. and civilians, to the most part, don't carry a round chambered. But that's not true. You are allowed to carry a round chambered. It's just the way Israeli defense forces taught is that they do not carry a round chambered until, you know, they need the chamber around. So you are allowed to carry around chamber, but like again, you cannot own an AR, you cannot own a shotgun. You are not. I mean, it's this is. It, I'm thrown by this because everyone has to do service, right, over in Israel, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. Men, women, everyone has to do it. What's the What's the rules on that? When you're 18, you have to either join the IDF. There are certain ways to do. Um, I don't want to use the word community service, but. Uh, What's a, I'm, I'm trying to think of the word, like a national service. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like where my wife teaches in Dallas, there's a Jewish day school that has two like 18-year-old girls that come and teach Israel stuff to mm -hmm. a lot of the students as they're, they're giving back to the community type, to Israel. So mm -hmm. that way they don't have to actually join the army. Oh really? Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's okay. it's. I, I hear what they're saying. You know, mm -hmm. it, if you can go and promote Israel as an ambassador, so to speak, of Israel, mm -hmm. you are serving your country in one way or another. It might not okay. be, you know, you might not be kicking Osama's door down, but you are, you know, you are, you 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 are doing. You're somehow something. contributing. Right. Right. But I thought the whole thing of it was this is where I'm confused, like what you're saying about the I mean, and I knew that that the gun rules in Israel were a little different from us here in America. Right. But I thought the whole purpose of everyone having to serve was everyone understanding why it's important to be able to defend yourself. Well, it is. But once okay. you're out, once you're out of the military, so you are in the reserve for a while, right? So a lot of people who are out and like on on the reserves, they you might see them, you know, having an AR or in this case, a lot of them have Tavors now, right? Mm -hmm. But um, at the same time, that if you're a civilian, the law is the law. And keep in mind when you see these pictures of you know these Israelis, you know a lot of these cute Israeli girls. Yeah. Who are wearing like short skirts and you know yeah. tank top. Right. Like, this was my next question to you: Are the IDF girls a myth, or is this real uh, or not? Okay. No, they're not. Okay. No, they're not. What what, mm -hmm. what what you see is very accurate. Um, there are a lot of beautiful Israeli women out there. Mm. Um, but that aside, <laughs> like I'm saying, you know, you'll see a girl wearing a mini skirt and like a tank top, carrying an AR-15. Mm -hmm. But that AR-15 technically doesn't belong to her. It still belongs That's to the government. Israeli government. Yeah, She's okay. a reservist. So when you're a reservist, you still get to walk around. I think it's actually mandatory that you have to walk around with what. Okay. So, so when you're – okay. So as a citizen, can you own a Tavor? No. Oh, no. This is nonsense. <laughs> you, you are not, you are not alone to, allowed to own any – to my knowledge, if I remember what this guy said, he said you are not allowed to own any any type of long gun, and you're only allowed to own one gun at a time. Mm. That's wild. 
That's absolutely wild. Yeah, I I agree with you, and I have I have a brother-in-law who lives in Israel. He carries the CZPO7, I believe. Um, hmm. I think that's what it is. I could be wrong, but either way, um, you know, he carries that, and he's only allowed fifty rounds at a time, and. I think the mindset behind that also is kind of like if if you have a threat and you can't take them down within 50 rounds, you really shouldn't be carrying a gun. But hmm. you, you, have, you have to remember we're coming – that Israel's coming from very different mentality, right? They're coming hmm. from immediate threat, terrorism, get them down as fast as possible. Hmm. We're coming from a revolutionary war where – the Second Amendment's literally built into the DNA of our nation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but I but but that's why I thought it would be somehow built into the DNA of Israel. You know, for for everyone there to always be ready to fight back, not just people who are currently uh, doing service. Well, not necessarily, because Israel was founded in 1948 after a war, not with an oppressive. Not not with a, an oppressive regime like Great uh, like Great Britain was, right? Mm-hmm. They weren't fighting that. They were fighting against people who just straight up wanted to kill them mm-hmm. and make sure that they don't come into the land. Mm-hmm. So it was a very different mentality the way Israel was formed. Uh, when I say Israel, I mean I, I believe Israel's been you know is the Jewish land. It's been there ours for three thousand years since God gave it to us. But I'm saying when I talk about like Israel being formed, I'm talking about like the modern day state. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know. They they weren't formed based on throwing off the yoke of an oppressive government. Hmm. It wasn't a revolutionary war. It was a war of independence hmm. um, in Israel against people who wanted to kill them, not hmm. subjugate them to to tyrannical government. Okay. So, so it, coming from two very different mindsets. Mm-hmm. So Atomic Bulls has this. He says, "So no two A equivalent in Israel." No, there there is no two A equivalent in Israel. Um, I believe also, like to get a permit, you can't live in the main city. Like it's much easier to get one if you live like where the settlements are. And I think you have to be a resident of Israel for a certain amount of time before you can apply. I mean, it's there. There definitely is no two A equivalent. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I had this twisted in my head. Um, and by the way, shout out to Trey from Aries. Uh, he's out there. Okay, let me ask you. Is the Zohan real or is that also a myth? <laughs> oh, man. So <laughs> let's put it this way. That mentality is 100% real. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I have friends who I, – I have Israeli friends who talk like that and act like that. Um but that's yeah. that's Israel. I mean, you know, yeah. yeah uh, Adam Sandler pretty much nailed it with yeah. uh, <laughs> the Zohan is like don't mess with the Zohan is one of my. I know there's people who think Adam Sandler is not funny or whatever, but I think he's funny. That's one of the funniest movies to me. And I grew up in a place in New York called uh, Far Rockaway, which was heavily oh. Jewish. Oh yeah, I have. Uh, I had cousins who lived there for years. Yeah, I spent plenty of time in Far Rockaway. Yeah, and, and and that reminds me of some of my friends I grew up with, which were you know. So yeah, that's cool. All right, let's see here. We got some we got some things coming in here. Um, strangely enough, I don't know why everyone's interested in the IDF girls, so we might have to cover this a little while. 
Um, <laughs> Razor JB says, uh, I spent some time there on two occasions for work, and I seen uh, these hotties in tube tops and sandals carrying rifles daily. It was crazy. Yeah. Uh, that's that is accurate. Yes, that you you do see that. Um, hmm. You you yeah, you definitely see that. Yeah. Um, so so can we do one of these Perillo tours to Israel or something? You sh- you yeah, need you, to put this together, man. You arrange it. You arrange it. We will we will hit up Israel. I will take you out on the town. We will hit up places like Caliber Three, which is a fantastic training facility in Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we can make a, a real gun toting trip out of it. Okay, are you down for this, babyface? Uh, I would love to visit Israel. I've always yeah. wanted to. Yeah, and and so and the so the weird thing about it is there's guns made in Israel, right? Not just for the military. There's gun. There's things that get import. Like they make guns and they come to America, right? Is, so so. think of guns in Israel. Anything that's imported, I from my knowledge is insanely expensive. Like if let's say you would want a. Glock 19, right? What's an average Glock 19 in America? Mm-hmm. 550. 500, yeah, 550. 550. Mm-hmm. In Israel, it's like a thousand. Hmm. It's, like okay. double, it's like double the price. Okay, but does Israel makes its own guns? I mean, there's guns that are made in Israel, right? Right. But, okay. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, they have IWI, right? But IWI, mm-hmm. mo- a lot of the ones we see aren't being imported from Israel. They're being, I think they're made in the Pennsylvania. Is that where? IWI American IWI US. Yeah, that's where they are, and I think now they're starting to make stuff. But I was under the impression that stuff was coming in to IWI from Israel. Uh, I mean, originally, it's the Vorsmer. Right, yeah. that, that's definitely a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, shockingly, uh, and, and everyone, and I'm surprised you didn't ask me this because I can't even begin to tell you how many times I've had this question. I've been asked numerous times. So how many uh, IWI weapons do you have? <laughs> I, I heard someone asking you that at SHOT Show. <laughs> and I will tell you the answer is zero. Oh, I, shame for shame. I, I, I am an AR-15 guy. Nice. Day in, day out, over AKs, over Tavors, you name it. Uh, over the HKG-36, the FN SCAR, I will take my AR any freaking day. I love my AR. It is my the extension of my arm, and I love it. Um, in terms of handguns, I've never shot the Masada yet. You know, their new cheap uh, uh, strike fire. No, I haven't either. shot it, but I put it in my hands, and it felt like crap. So, really? Oh, boy. I I, it just felt junky. It, it, it really felt junky, and I was like, mm-hmm. not, not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jericho was a really nice piece. But if I'm going to be spending, you know, that much money on a new Jericho, I'm, I'm going for something else. I'll, I'd rather throw in the extra couple hundred bucks and get like a freaking staccato P or something like that. Hmm. So, so, so you're an AR guy, which I'm let, AR. yeah, let's be. I like all guns. ARs, best rifles in the world. Yes. Uh, baby face is screwing up his face. I don't know what's wrong. I didn't, with I'm that. just smirking. I didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so handgun. What's your what's your gun of choice when it comes to handguns? Then. So, if the zombie apocalypse hits tonight, I'm going with my Glock 19 Gen 3. Okay. Okay. Um, that was my first gun, the love of my life, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's other guns I would really like right now, but I can't afford them. So one day. 
mm-hmm. I'll up my game. But right now, that Glock 19 has treated me very well. I'm comfortable with it. I can shoot it. I can hit my targets. So, you know, why change? How ironic. The Glock. The German-made Glock. Yes. I don't um, know if anyone... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you, you think that's you think that's crazy? Hold on, let me go grab. Oh, let me wait. go grab something. Don't show any guns, Yehuda. We're not allowed. We don't show guns here. No, we're not YouTube, allowed. YouTube broke us. We're not allowed to. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, don't yeah, do it. They can't do it on live streams anymore. Yeah, they're I mean, watching us. A month ago. Oh, yeah. So I won't yeah. So yeah, they I, warned us that they're watching us. So I'm just telling you right yes, now. Yes, it's crazy. No, I, will not, I will not get it then. But, okay. Um, I actually bought uh a. Walther P38. All right. With the Nazi insignia still stamped on it. I'm not okay. going to lie. That's pretty cool. Those things are pretty <laughs> neat. And I got a lot of flack from people. Um, it's just, a, it's what, just uh, what, an object. Yeah. Why, yeah. What was the people's reason for giving you flack? Because you're Jewish. You're not supposed to buy a exactly. memorabilia. It has, has a swastika and the eagle mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. And my big thing was I got it for about $400, which is – Pretty good deal. Uh, very good price yeah. and near perfect condition except one little crack on the grip. Mm-hmm. But it, it perfect working order, um, amazing piece of history. And I bought it because I was able to sit down with my 10-year-old and you know we were looking at it and I was able to go through and explain to him like, where's Hitler? And my kid's like, oh, Hitler's done. I'm like, where's Nazis? They're like, oh, they're done. I'm like, well, is the gun here? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, are the Jews here? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, this is what will, you know. Set you free. Yeah, this is <laughs> will make a difference between life and death. And you can you can put as many Nazi swastikas as on that gun. You can have it painted black red, and red with a white swastika on the grip. At the end of the day, it's the person using the gun, not the gun. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was able to teach my kids this lesson through this gun and um yeah it was uh pretty awesome yeah you know it's a lot like um so i was listening to something and this guy was talking about um what's the uh what's the what's the the uh, the flag here in the south again what's that the uh, uh, the, uh dixie yeah yes yeah yeah um oh the, is that the the rebel flag or whatever the rebel flag, the rebel flag yeah. the, with the blues Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So someone's saying that if you have that flag, you're automatically racist. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. And I was listening to that and I was like, listen, this racist, racist things and all kinds of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And that thing on its own uh, doesn't make racist. And I could tell you when it comes and there's people who collect guns from World War Two. Yeah. Right. And, and um, German guns specifically that have swastikas, etc. They're more valuable, all that kind of stuff. Um, one of the people who I know that has the biggest collection is the Dragon Man. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you ever heard of him. I I do. I'm, I'm I his daughter and I are s- social media acquaintances. Yep. Okay. And yeah. I, yeah. I know. I know they're Jewish. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He's he's a Jewish guy and he has massive collection. I got to see his collection when I was in uh, Colorado. I recommend anyone go there and see it. This is a, a, a Jewish guy from Brooklyn and he has these things and he and he was telling people like because, you know, 
there's a part of his um, there's a part of his museum that has like not only these guns and things like that, but it shows all the terrible things that happened in Germany and concentration camps, things that came out of Auschwitz, etc. Which I think we there was you know like what was it just a couple of days yeah, ago. Uh, uh, yeah, and he said if you if you if you like hide these things away or destroy them, then it never happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and this is the weird thing that I don't understand about people that they think just like ha- sometimes having that thing is remember it. There's lots of different meanings to 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 having these things, and it doesn't mean that you that you're happy about this thing that happened or that you condone it or anything like that. Um, no, go ahead. I mean look. I, when I when I was um, when I lived in Israel for those two years, it was uh, I was eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in a Jewish seminary uh, doing mm-hmm. Judaic studies, and I went to Auschwitz. I went to Poland and Prague and Ukraine on like a Holocaust-oriented trip. And here I am sitting in Auschwitz-Birkenau. Uh, I wanted to take a picture of my group with the whole Auschwitz behind them, and I sit down on a, a busted old bunker like on a wooden slab and I'm sitting there and I see a, it looks like a, like a cap from like a glass Coca-Cola bottle, mm-hmm. like encrusted in dirt. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, what kind of like jerk will, will drop it in, you know, a place mm-hmm. like this. And I'm kind of in my own world and for five minutes, I'm kind of rubbing, you know, the, the cap. And then all of a sudden I look down and I'm staring at a swastika. Mm. Someone was covering it? Well, no, it was, it was, it it was a fifty cent piece. Oh Germany, wow. but it seemed because it was encrusted in so much dirt, it looked like mm-hmm. a cap. Oh. But um, I'm staring at swastika. Um, suffice it to say, you guys are now talking to an international artifact smuggler. Um, <laughs> I, uh, you know, it's in my safe at home now. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was. Uh, you can't hide away from it. You, you can't. You can't make it disappear. Mm-hmm. Because the minute you make it disappear, all six million died for nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it's this, you know, I, I think that people are forgetting about that. And especially now that we're dealing with a world where the where governments want us to be disarmed, you know, we're, we're having that issue here. Um, I think there's people that want to pretend and forget like that never happened. Uh, I've got some questions here for you. Let me let me yeah. uh, let me get into these. Um uh, and, and we, we did get a bunch more orders, by the way. Oh, Jesus. good. Yeah, good. well, absolutely. Well, good. Good on you. That's yeah. awesome. We'll shout those guys out here. Uh, let's see. James Miller in a second after we get these. James yeah. Miller says, um, is there any kind of political movement in Israel to loosen gun restrictions? Um, Not that I know of. Uh, yeah, not that I know of. I mean, look. I'm a, I'm a, I bleed red, white, and blue, right? I mean, I was mm-hmm. born in America. I love this country, and Amen. I do not. I do not see myself, my wife, or my kids moving to Israel in the foreseeable future. Okay. Uh, I I love this country, and I'm very happy here. Mm-hmm. So I, I I'm not so up to speed on Israeli politics and stuff like that, but you know, I'm sure there is some kind of movement. But they're fighting an uphill battle um, just because they don't have a Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're looking to change the entire fabric of a nation versus 
we're fighting for a certain aspect, you know, of the Second Amendment. So it's a great question. I can look into it, but not that I know of. Yeah, it sounds like you're saying it's easier to lose it than to get it in the first place. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, people need to remember that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay, Brian Quick says, um, what does Yehuda think about some of the Nazis settling in Argentina the Mas- and the Mossad hunting them now? I mean, awesome. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say, you know, the Mossad going in and assassinating them um, is a bad thing. You know, uh, man. I wish I was back in the 60s and I could have joined them even. But, uh, you know, um, yeah, they 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 had a, a very elaborate scheme to uh, funnel Nazis out of Germany at the end of the war. Um, very successful scheme, and they did it. But Israel was a little better. And um, they went in and, you know, they got, they got um, oh, gosh, uh, Eichmann and assassinated a bunch of people. So I'm actually, I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of forgiveness and stuff like that that people throw around nowadays. I personally think there's a there's a good value in vengeance. Not under all circumstances, but there are circumstances in this world to which I believe vengeance is necessary to be applied. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I can't agree more. Uh, you know, the, these were people who had a, a complete disregard for not just Jewish life, but homosexuals, political Poles. dissidents, Poles and gypsies. And- Poles, yeah, Poles. I mean, you, I mean, you name it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, even 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 Hank. I mean, you're black. Even mm-hmm. black, they hate it. I mean, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Jesse Owens destroyed them in the 33 Olympics, which is fantastic. Um, you know, screw the superior race. You know, it has yeah. nothing to do with that. So I'm totally fine with, you know, Israel or anyone going after all these Nazi criminals at the end of the war and just putting a bullet in their head and disappearing. Yeah. it. This would have been a crazy world, man, if... Uh if someone wasn't able to step in and put a stop to yeah. what the uh, the German regime was up to, the Nazi regime yeah. was up to. I mean, the technology and things like that that they were pushing, I think if they got, I don't know, what do you guys think? Like another six months or a year or something, we might have been looking at a completely different equation. I know Walter talks about this. Possibly. Well, I mean, look, look, look at like by the end of the war, the the Germans were about to come out with the Messerschmitt 110s, right, which was a jet-powered aircraft. So that was the next step up, where the Allies had, you know, the British had the Spitfires, the the Americans had the P40s and the P41s, and you know, the P38 Lightnings and stuff like that. Those were all propellers. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you have the Nazis who were literally a year away from coming out with. Uh, jet, jet planes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that 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 could have turned the tide of the war pretty quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, let's let's get Kermit loves bacon. Says Bloomberg. Let me see this. Bloomberg is running an anti two A Super Bowl ad, but they banned a pro Second Amendment ad in the past. Gotta love the double standard. 
Yeah. What do you think about this? What do you think about Bloomberg's whole? I mean, he's definitely uh, making an anti-gun uh, stance here, right? Oh yeah. Um, I will tell you what I think about this. I got this. This is from where is it? Over there, right? You can't mm. really see it, but mm. I got a text message saying, "Hi, Alan. Alan's my father, not me. Mm-hmm. This is Victor with Mike Bloomberg for president. Are you considering <laughs> voting?" Are you consider voting for him March third, two thousand twenty, in the California primary elections? My response, and this was on um, Holocaust International Holocaust Memorial Day, right, two days ago. Mm-hmm. This was my response to answer uh, whoever question that was. First off, this isn't Allen. Secondly, Michael Bloomberg is a traitor to his Jewish brethren as well as the American people. Under no circumstances will I ever vote for a person who wants to take guns away from law-abiding Americans, especially Jews who had their guns taken away during the Holocaust. On that note, happy International Holocaust Remembrance. (laughs) (laughs) Man. Yeah, spicy. Uh, Yeah, so hopefully that answers the question. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course there's a double standard, but I I don't know why people would think there wouldn't be at this point. You know, I mean, it's... If they would have allowed it, I would have been shocked. This is not shocking. Mm-hmm. Is there a – because this probably leads into the next question that someone has. Armin and Axis says, uh, so were your parents or grandparents survivors of the Holocaust? If so, why would they be anti-gun? Um, and I think that there's people that – I'm sure people ask you this question. They ask me as a, as a black guy, like – why are black people anti-gun? First of all, the answer is is that not every black person is anti-gun. I know lots of black people that you, from their cold dead hands you will get their guns. You know, but but so but obviously there is stuff like that going on out there. You've got Bloomberg, he's high profile, but there are other high profile uh, people of Jewish descent that are anti-gun. Um, even some people that were we have a few survivors that were actually in the Holocaust. Why is that? Wow. Okay. So th- this is like a, a three front, three front uh, answer, right? So first mm-hmm. off, yes, my grandparents, all sets of my grandparents were all Holocaust survivors. I was one of the lucky ones to actually grow up knowing my grandparents and knowing their stories. I each, I actually have my grandmother is still alive, mm-hmm. um, and she, she was, you know. Uh, they called them Semposugi Hara Jews. He was a Chinese consulate who was stamping visas um, for Jews to get them to China to escape Nazi Germany. He stamped about 4,500 visas. And my grandparents, my grandmother and my great grandparents were one of the families. So my grandmother actually lived in Shanghai for about oh. eight years wow. uh, before she immigrated to America. Okay. Um, her husband, my grandfather, who passed away about seven years ago, he had numbers tattooed on his arm. His name was Mark Diamond, and at age 14, he was pulling gold teeth out of dead bodies um, in Auschwitz. He survived the war, made his way to America, joined the Air Force, fought for America, um, and then, you know, fortunately, uh, cancer got him. Um, but he was in his 80s, so he lived a long, full life to see his uh, kids, grandkids, and even a bunch of his great-grandkids. So, mm-hmm. um, And then my, my father's – that was my mother's side. My father's side, uh, my grandmother, I, I 
she survived. I don't, we, we never really were close with her. But my grandfather, who passed away about a year and a half ago, he has an amazing story. I mean, this is this is a whole podcast in itself. But make a long story short, he was hid in a ditch about five, six feet long, four or five feet deep, and like three and a half uh, feet wide um, by farmers. Um, and I hold on one second. Are you going to bed? Yeah. Oh. Oh, sorry. No, uh, this, is, this is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Handsome <laughs> young man. Speaking yep. speaking of um, <laughs> Nazi Germany, here's my little uh, <laughs> my little blonde hair, wide. Uh, I love you. Hey, close, close my door, buddy. <laughs> he was. Um, I, I like driving my wife crazy because you know that's what husbands do and. About a, about three weeks ago, he was um, kind of kind of goose stepping across the house, but not even realizing it. And my wife just looks at me. She says, "Don't you dare say it." <laughs> and I just turned to my little guy. I'm like, "Who taught you to goose step, or does it just come naturally?" And my, <laughs> wife, my, my wife lost it. But uh, you know, uh, but I have a good time. You know. I, I, mm-hmm. It's – I will not make myself out to be a victim. So mm-hmm. I think humor does a lot. Yeah, it's but a, it's that, a good coping mechanism. Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. my, my grandfather my, – all my grandparents survived. Um, okay, so in terms of why a lot of Jews vote for anti-gun things, um, Ben Shapiro has a fantastic about a five-minute YouTube piece where why Jews vote left. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a lot of cases, uh, take Bloomberg, take Diane Feinstein, Blumenthal, all these Jews who are anti-gun, excuse me, they're Jews in name only, right? They're, they're not practicing Jews. They don't follow anything. Okay. That sounds like Gino, just like Rhino. Exactly. I mean, that's exactly what it is, is that they, they are Jews in name only. Uh, they Their religion is leftism, is liberalism. Um, mm-hmm. They want power. Now, yes, that's po- those are politicians, right? Now, if you ask, hey, how come a lot of just American Jews are anti-gun? Um, a lot of them are the same thing. A lot of them are Jews in name only. A lot of them believe, which is shocking, that you know, only the government should have guns, and that's something that I speak about extensively, trying to educate the mm-hmm. American Jewry on their Second Amendment rights. Trying to explain to them, no, look, Hitler came in and registered the Jews' guns, confiscated the Jews' guns, and then look what happened. Mm-hmm. So it's something that I, I speak about a lot, um, and it's unfortunate that a lot of Jews are that way. At the same time, you know, you do see a small uptick in anti-Semitism across the country, and Jews are really beginning to wake up um, mm-hmm. and try and say, you know, enough is enough. We're we're going to start arming ourselves. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a uh, a good answer to that, and I think that answer goes to lots of other people that you would naturally think like, oh, these people would want to be able to defend themselves based on history. How come? Why are they siding with this side that's saying, hey, we're mm-hmm. going to take those things away from you, and we so, as the government are, are better to have the guns? 
So I think it stems from something called the shtetl mentality, right? Mm-hmm. So a shtetl um, was you, you had a big city in Europe, right? And then you had like a, I hate to use the word ghetto, but basically like a little Jewish ghetto area where all the Jews lived. And that's where, you know, this little one mile radius of uh, Jewish part of town. Um, unfortunately, in Europe, in, you know, 1800s, you have a lot of pogroms and Cossacks and you have a lot of these Jews who are being beaten and and women being raped and murdered and, and with no accountability. The problem is if the Jews would fight back and let's say kill a Russian Cossack, well, one death equals a hundredfold, right? So now you have them coming back in droves, uh, going on this bloody rampage, killing more Jews. Mm-hmm. So they learn to just keep their heads down and kind of just take the beatings when they came. Fast forward, you know, 100 years to the Holocaust, same thing. You have, yes, you have your pockets of Jewish resistance, but that mentality of kind of keeping your head down and, oh, the government will kind of be there to protect us, except they won't, helped permeate the Holocaust. Following the Holocaust, you have all these Jews immigrating to America now, and again, after just witnessing the horrors of the Holocaust, what do they want to do? They just want to be left alone, live their lives, bury their head in the sand. Mm -hmm. But you can't do that because you have people who might come after you, right? That's where the Second Amendment comes in, is it allows you to defend yourself, not just against a tyrannical government, which is obviously the original intent, but, you know, in, in case people do try to harm you, you could go after, you know, you can defend yourself, right? Yeah. So you have Jews coming over to America, living in little Jewish areas again, which is okay. But once again, they're saying, we just want to be left alone. We're not going to fight back because if we fight back, look what happens. You know, we get killed a hundredfold. So mm-hmm. we're just going to kind of let things, you know, let bygones be bygones type of mentality. Yeah. Yeah. I, I so, see I see what you're saying there. Right. Yeah. So now, you know, a lot of Jews still have that mentality, except now with all the anti-Semitism happening and this huge push across the country that the Second Amendment is for everyone, a lot of them are finally waking up. And again, that's what I'm trying to do mm-hmm. is trying to arm them with education on their Second Amendment rights. Yeah, and what they're actually giving up. Okay, so Brian Quick wants to remind me, which is true, I guess. It's true. Can't deny it. Uh, Brian Quick says, it's Austrian, Hank, completely different country. It was. It was an Austrian gun. Yeah. It, yes, the gun, right. I wasn't going to correct you. The uh, Glock. <laughs> No, that's fine. You can correct me. It's cool. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, the Glock was an Austrian gun. Yeah. The yeah. were part of the Nazi regime. They were annexed, but... Yeah, I mean, look at Arnold Schwarzenegger. If you don't think he's friggin', you know, SS right there, yeah, he's Austrian, isn't he? Or or, he he, he is. He actually um, he gives a lot of money to Holocaust organizations. Okay, Uh, he's been doing that for thirty years. I mean, we're we're talking about he's been a very big supporter of Jews and. Um, I know a lot of people are like, well, his dad was a Nazi, so he's just, uh, you know, he, he's he's just. Was it was Schwarzenegger's dad really? Uh, um, That's what I've that heard. Oh. Um, I've read it a few places, but I don't know if they're really reputable places. OK. Um, either way. Is is 
is he doing anything wrong to the Jews? No. Is he giving money to Jewish organizations to help all, uh, Holocaust education? Yes. Do I have a problem with the fact that he's Austrian? Not one bit. No. Will I buy? Will I buy a Mercedes or a BMW if I can afford it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like it, it's time. Uh, man, it, and it, it just it drives me crazy that people still have this victim mentality, right? That we're all victims. You know, oh, oh Jews are still victims. Uh, you can't do this. You can't do that because uh, we're victims. Anti-Semitism. I mean, look, hey, we're friends with Maj and KD and Argo and all those guys. They're not victims. They would, mm-hmm. if you call them a victim, man, they would go off on you so hard, mm-hmm. right? Oh yeah, I saw it in the panel. <laughs> right, you saw it in the panel, right? Yeah. And I'm the same way. Like, mm-hmm. I am not going to be a victim. I'm not. Yes, I had. I lost over sixty relatives in the Holocaust. My parents are screwed up in the head because they're children of the Holocaust, right? So they're they're freaking paranoid and neurotic because their their parents were. I get it. I refuse to be a victim. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I'm not going to stand there and say, oh, you know what? It's been 80 years. I shouldn't buy a Mercedes Benz. Now, I wouldn't buy a Mercedes Benz because I don't really care for them. I would want a good old fashioned American muscle car personally. Mm-hmm. But, okay. But I was about yeah. to say Audi is way better anyway. No. Exactly right. <laughs> but, but I'm saying, but that, that aside, mm-hmm. that aside, like, you want to buy a. a a German gun, buy a German gun. You want to buy mm-hmm. a Mercedes, buy a Mercedes. Like, like, is the guy running the plant now? Is he the one that killed six million people? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Oh, but his father and his grandfather were. I'm like, yeah, well, your grandfather was a total a hole. Does that mean I treat you like an a hole? Like, no. Like, it just, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of that. There's a. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of people look at things that way. I know, for example, living in the South. Right. There's a lot of people like, oh, my God, you're going to live in the south. You know, they're going to burn crosses <laughs> on your front lawn. There's all these crazy things that people think like if you and that's I don't know if it's genetic memory from people or what it is, is uh, other than just pure crazy. You know, you shouldn't be afraid to do that. But there are people who are afraid to live in the south because of some idea that they have a, about the south. Right. You know, some idea they have about the rebel flag, you know, and all that kind of or the Dixie flag, whatever you want to call it. And so they don't want to do it. And that's why they're staying, let's say, in New York and places like that and being totally bamboozled, getting the crap taxed out of them, you know, and suffering because of the silly things they have in their heads. When I when my book first came out and um, I realized that I would have to go to the gun industry. Right. Mm -hmm. I cannot even begin to tell you how many Jews I know were like, dude, you got to be careful. Your industry, man, it is full of anti-Semites. <laughs> and yes. I'm like, well, I can't say yes or no because I've never been in this industry, but just based on me going to my gun range and hanging out with other like-minded gun individuals, I'm like, I kind of think you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, I've been in this industry now for just over three years. Not once have I witnessed any anti-Semitism from anyone in this industry mm-hmm. um, in any sort of manner. Not once. Okay, that's cool. Uh-huh. Give it give it time, though. I'm sure that, you know, human beings. <laughs> no, uh-huh. Yeah, there's going to be a little bit of something. <laughs> I, I'm sure you have yeah. your your, your, anti-Semitic, uh, your anti-Semites in the industry. There's no question about mm-hmm. it. 
I have yet, and I've been, I mean, you, you see me hustling, I'm, I'm everywhere. I have yet to witness any anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. Not, not once yet. It, it's mm-hmm. been fantastic. Oh, okay. I bumped, I bumped in, I went to the Circle Bar uh, Wednesday night or Thursday night last week and uh, at SHOT Show, uh, and this German guy stopped me. Uh, from Germany and, and part of the show and we mm. had a fantastic talk and nothing. A, a German and a Jew mm-hmm. drinking at a bar together and you know what? We didn't kill each other because we're not a-holes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we, we literally just had a fantastic talk about Jewish history, especially Nazi history and this guy signed petitions. He showed me like on this one, he's like, yeah, I signed this petition. They were trying to uh, rip down the Nazi statue where I'm from in Germany, and I signed a petition that they need to keep it up because it's educational. We can't forget. It was fantastic, and like I said, I, I it's just amazing. I have not seen anything yet. Yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, DCG44 says gun people are almost all good people. I think in general that's how most gun guys are. That they, they re- like we realize we're on an island. <laughs> yeah, we're threatened. Yeah. We're happy to see everyone here, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say, Patrick? No, I, I agree completely. Uh, 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 there are the a-holes everywhere in the world, but the gun people in general, as far as I have come in contact with, they're always really great people. First yeah. person to give you – you go to the gun range, they're always there's always going to be a bunch of people going, hey, you want to try this? Here's a magazine. Mm-hmm. You want to try to shoot this? Like mm-hmm. nobody gives a crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is true. That does happen at the range. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's mostly gun guys wanting, you know, to uh, for you to see their awesomeness. It's true. But I mean, (laughs) people don't have to offer you that. No, they don't. No, they don't. And 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 I do see that. Um, let's see. We should probably take a little break here because I think there's a there's a are there new people that have come in and bought things? Yes. Okay. let's see. Hold on. Yeah. Pull it up. Um, Okay, we have. Holt William. Okay. All right. What did he get? Um, a, a patch. All right. Holt. Uh, By the way, everyone that's doing it today on the thing and, the, and we owe you a patch, uh, get in touch with Lola so that we can get your patch, like, so we can get your Hank Strange patch out to you. This only goes for this podcast, by the way, this particular one, while it's live right now. I'm, I'm just putting in the, uh, what is it called? The, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the, yeah, the disclaimer. <laughs> oh, then we have Luis Valdez. All right. He bought two shirts, not, not the gun controls, not kosher. He brought my, I have a come and take it, uh, with the Gonzalez cannon, but it's come and take it in Hebrew. Oh, okay. Um, then nice. he bought another shirt, uh, the nation of Israel lives shirt, mm-hmm. Bradley Tannehill, Bought this shirt. Yeah, it's. Uh, it looks like Joseph Anthony says he got a shirt. Uh, did I miss that one? Uh, if I missed that, I mean, it, it could be. I literally have like sixty emails all of a sudden. So, <laughs> if he did, um, I did get an email from Richard Hughes. Mm-hmm. Um, man, um, he wants to order another shirt. Uh, add it to his order. Unfortunately, Richard, everything. If he's still here, I'm gonna email him too. Mm-hmm. Everything is print on demand. Mm-hmm. So if he wants something added to his order, he has to go place a new order. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I, I mean, 
I have over 70 shirts on my website, men's, women's, different sizes. I mean, we're talking about $500,000 worth of overhead if mm-hmm. I would have it all in stock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't even get a new handgun. So, um, <laughs> you know, I, I apologize. Um, but if he wants to go get one, I would appreciate it. But I can't add anything to the order. That would be – there's only a few things that I actually have. I send my books. I fulfill my books, my patches, and a few stickers. That's it. Oh, okay. All right. So apologies for that, Richard, but you can still get it. Uh, let me get this comment in from Bricks. Yeah. Uh, Bricks says, I respectfully must disagree, Hank. While it's true not all people are of a racist mindset, there are still some that are. I'm in the South and I have been literally refused service because of my caller. Where at? What, yeah. what city? What township? Yeah, I would like to. Yeah, let's find out I, about that. So we I'm sure. Can, yeah, I'm sure there are shitty people out there, but absolutely. Yeah, so, I believe it. it. It has to be so rare these days. I can't imagine it being that widespread. Yeah, there's people like I'm not trying to tell you I haven't come across uh, people like I remember there was one time some guy trying to tell me he doesn't believe in the mixing of the races. <laughs> 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 just like okay that's, that's yeah i was like yeah this guy's an idiot daughter, so whatever. <laughs> yeah uh i mean i myself am a mixing of the races so i don't know <laughs> yeah he doesn't believe in me but i'm here i was actually i was actually set up with a a black jewish girl before i met my wife okay uh, her, her parents converted and okay um she was black and I had no. I mean, I and not. I didn't end up going out with her because I wouldn't be able to go on the first date for like a month. And the way Jewish dating works, um, you don't necessarily wait for a date because a lot of them are like blind dates, right? Mm-hmm. So she went out with someone else, and oh. I couldn't go out with her. But man, doesn't bother doesn't bother me. Yeah, I mean, now that you bring it up, what? How does Jewish dating work? Oh, is this like a dating. whole different kind of dating? So, so yeah, yes and no. Um, oh, okay. So, you and Babyface, just... I think Babyface, he's married to is uh is Marley Jewish officially or not Jewish? Jewish, Jew. So, uh, as far as I know, Jews are through your mother's bloodline, so she is Jewish because her mom's Jewish. Her mom's yeah. like New York Jew, um, <laughs> but her dad's Christian. They uh, celebrated both growing up, and she does. She's not practicing. But okay. yeah, no, technically, yes, she is Jewish. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. she's a, she's a hundred percent Jewish. You know, not even yep. there's it's all from the maternal lineage. So if oh, mom, it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, if your mom is Jewish, you are one hundred percent Jewish. You might not be practicing, yeah. But yep, that's Marley. Very cool. So that's according to Jewish tradition. Uh, well, Jewish law. It, Jewish it, law. Oh, okay. Judaism is handed down through uh, the maternal side. Oh, okay. Okay. Does so, that so that just goes that just goes for that right like who else hands that down based on the mother? Are there other like are there other cultures that whatever the mom oh, is the? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Question. Yeah. I, I'm just curious. I'm just curious. My mother's Indian. You know, and I I I, I identify as being black. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I do have people on the Indian side of the family that when they hear that they get pissed off. <laughs> yeah, they're like, because I've heard like what you're saying before. They're like, oh no, you're actually Indian, right? 
you know, because your because your mom is Indian, so I don't know. I mean, I mean, you got the Indian butt, my man. I hate to yeah. Tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, that's true. <laughs> can't you can't get that. away from it. Yeah, following you around. Yeah. So how does I'm curious about this? Just for when we all go to um, Israel, and I don't know if Israel's like Vegas, and what happens there stays there. <laughs> But how does I mean I'm married? So. Hank's now wondering how do we meet these Israeli girls yeah, on Instagram? How, yeah, how so, does how, <laughs> so look? I have I have a lot of friends that you know went to a party, met a girl, they mm-hmm. started talking, they got married. You know what I'm saying? Like right, good old fashioned way. Mm-hmm. Um, in a lot of cases, like my wife and I, we were set up through a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people go through matchmakers. Uh, you know, people who. This is what this person's looking for. That's what this person's looking for. Let's try setting up on a date. It either mm-hmm. goes well or it doesn't. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's different. There, there are different ways, but just yeah, Jewish dating can be a pain, though. It, it definitely <laughs> could be a pain. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, okay, let's see. Okay, so Bricks has this. Says uh, I was a young man working as a plumber. Went uh, went to story story in Burke. County, North Carolina, and was told we don't serve your kind here. Now it's really? been years back, but still in this day and age, crazy. Okay. That's a bullshit. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to give Burke them their money, your money anyway, so tell them to fuck yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, you know, listen, we're never, um, unfortunately, we're never going to get rid of all of that kind of stuff. Mm. Right. We're exactly. never going to get rid of it. Yeah. So. Racism, anti Semitism. Mm-hmm. Any other kind of ism? Yeah, it stupidity, will, <laughs> ignorance. Yeah. it will always be there. Um, but the scale on which anti-Semitism and racism was, call it in the forties, fifties, and sixties versus now, I mean, there's no comparison. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Sa- I'm not saying that you're not going to find it places, but you know, it, it's not as prevalent as it was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Armament and Axis says this. Yes. Uh, Yehuda said uh, a black Jewish girl. Can we yes. agree Jewish is a religion and not a race? What do you think about that? Oh, yeah. so yes, Judaism is a religion. Um, it was actually a very hot topic a few weeks ago or a couple months ago when Trump came in and actually said Judaism was a race. Mm-hmm. Um, I have. A lot of friends that were very, very mixed reactions because on one hand, we're like, we're not a race. And by labeling us a race, that's what Hitler did. Uh, Jews Mm -hmm. were a race. Um, So, yes, I I agree more with the, the, the concept of we are a religion and not a race. Uh, You know, when when I. So if no. someone doesn't practice the religion, are they not Jewish? No. Again, or is it like, is it a cultural heritage that you can have? Because I always saw it as kind of like both. I don't know mm-hmm. if that it's, sounds. It is a cultural heritage. So, right. uh, you know, you said your wife's Marley? Yes, Marley. So Marley, she might not be practicing, but she is 100% Jewish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, it's that simple. So you, you can have somebody who is not practicing and be Jewish. And you can have somebody who is practicing and just be a terrible Jew. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so just one of those things that, um, yeah, I, I would find, it, I, I would find 
Judaism is more of a, I mean, look, when I fill out forms, if I fill out a 4473 form, it says race, I click white. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm white. I can't hide that, mm -hmm. right? Um, if it said religion, if it said, you know, Judaism on it or Jewish, I'll still probably click white. Mm -hmm. I don't need to know that I'm Jewish. I, I don't need to promote, you know, I mean, yes, I go by the moniker, the pew pew Jew. It's not like I'm hiding the fact that I'm a Jew, but mm -hmm. you know, it, it, I, I think Judaism is a religion and, uh, it, you know, it's a, not a race. Okay. All right. Okay. So, uh, let me see. I don't know if anyone else <laughs> wants to, uh, jump in there on that one. Flying rich opinion says human equals race. Is that flying? Is that what? How many um, accounts does Richard have? Is he? Uh, is that flying? Yeah, I'm assuming. Yes, I'm assuming that's, that's, that's yeah. That's I'm, yeah, he says human equals race. So there you go. Uh, okay. Um, uh, Aries training facility says, "How do we get set up for the shirts?" I don't know what that question is about. Uh, I mean, you can go on my website um, and. Yeah buy them I mean, yeah that... <laughs> yeah you have to clarify what he's talking about i don't know what shirts he, if he's talk if you're talking about the pew pew jew shirts go to the pew pew jew.com and you can get the shirts mm -hmm. uh if that's what you're talking about i'm not sure um and then okay so so brian quick says aren't jews really a tribe um and red bear says they label themselves as a race so and then armament and axis says exactly yehuda he's happy with you no one's going to be – you're not going to get 100% on anything over here. Um, um, and I don't know – I don't – I mean I guess maybe there are Jews who label themselves as a race of people. But mm -hmm. I mean you yeah. know I have a lot of friends saying like we got to stop using the word anti-Semitic because anyone from the Middle East is Semitic, right? Mm -hmm. So like stop using that. I mean – I mean the connotation – it's like it, – means something different than what it could ultimately mean. Right. Like it, it has that, a very distinct definition. Right. So, you know, I mean, I'm sure there are Jews that label themselves as a race, but, I mean, I'm a white guy. Yeah. It, literally, it's that simple. I'm a white guy. Did um, you ever do a genetic test? Uh, no. Oh. No, but, okay. I mean, I... I Though my family has been part in Europe for gazillion years, so okay, um, everyone everyone believes that man until they do those genetic tests. I don't even know if those genetic tests are accurate, by the way. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. that, I'm, I'm, at I'm some point here, we're gonna find out that's just all BS. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna come back being more Indian than you, right? Yeah, but I'm telling you, you never know, man. If you ever do it, let us know. Okay, listen, me two on two wants to see the shirt. He wants to see the shirt. Let me hear. Let me go put you full screen. He full wants screen. to see this shirt. Everyone's talking about get up. There you go. Gun control is not uh, kosher. There you go. And um, that's on. If you're interested in that, you can get it from the pewpewjew.com. If you guys are looking for it. And if anyone, I, I made the promise, anyone gets those while we're on air here, you'll get a patch. You'll get a yeah, strange patch. Have them send you the like confirmation emails or whatever. Yeah. Because I, I just had someone, I mean, literally, I, I, I just got 
Oh God, just right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, send us your confirmation emails before Lola sends you out the patch, though. So that's gonna yeah, happen. I got, I got one person got uh, my God-given right. Yeah. Uh, shirt. It's a oh, picture cool. of. Uh, I don't know if you saw that one. Mm -hmm. It's a picture of Moses carrying the. Two, let uh, me let me go to your site and pull up the shirt. Hold on a second. Uh, yeah. This is gonna be. Should we just go to men t-shirts probably? Yeah, you can go to men's t-shirts. Uh, wow, you do have a lot of shirts. Jeez. Oh, yeah. I, my mind warp speed in... Um, uh, oh, there's a bunch of shirts in here. Man. <laughs> Who, what's yeah, your, what a, system are you using to get your shirts out there? Uh, well, I have, a shop, I have a Shopify page and okay. I, go through print, I go through Printful as my print-on-demand. Okay, you've got Tactical Shark Pew Pew. Which one did you say this guy got? Um, it's on the first line, the God-given right. Okay. Um, be your own guardian every game. Oh, gun control is not kosher. Oh, okay, hold on. Maybe on my thing here is the second one. All right, let's see. Let's pull oh. that up. And this is... And who is this here? This looks it's like... Moses. Moses with the Ten Commandments, but he says God-given right. Okay. Two ways of God-given right. So they got mm -hmm. that. That's that guy cool. That's a cool shirt, actually. Yeah. Um, I'm digging it. I got that one. Someone, he, this guy, Michael, also bought that one and bought a – this is my Boogaloo shirt. <laughs> You've got the Boogaloo shirts up there already? I do. It's on, it would probably be on page two um, or three. Page, oh, uh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I, I cause I, my mind works at warp speed, so I have an idea. Wow. Luckily, I do a lot of my own designs. Oh, I like GI Jew. That's funny. GI <laughs> Jew. Okay. Yeah, I, I have. I have a really good time with everything. Yeah, you are not messing around, man. You're not messing around. Yeah, you know, I need to get my website with this many T-shirts in there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna steal all your designs, put a mohawk on it. <laughs> no that's good so you use shopify i use shopify as my main page and um and then i have uh printful mm -hmm. is my printer oh okay it just it hooks up right to your page so i have it all set up so all the shirts that were just bought i don't uh i don't have to worry about it i don't have to i'm not sending it out i just put the image up printful takes care of all the printing all the shipping and i get paid like every two days right okay. by, so no that works great that works great yeah. i'm gonna try to get up uh like do better with with that when it comes to uh my website and stuff like that i'm working on let, it let, let me know i've helped a lot of people um kind of revamp their site Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I've given people my password and I walk them through to see how the whole back end works. So if you want, you can jump on the phone anytime. And okay. I didn't want to be like racist and go, you're a Jewish guy. Tell me how to, you know. <laughs> how to make some money. Yeah. Well, you know, it was yeah. funny. How do I get a deal in Hollywood? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it was funny when we were at, uh, Argo's gun release, um, mm -hmm. I'm sitting on the couch, right, uh, right in front of everybody, and they're passing Bravo Oscar around, and 
Argo's kind of in front and you're the one that jumped in and said, how much is it, right? Mm-hmm. I, Serious I, questions. Right? <laughs> and I'm not lying to you. I walked up to Argo afterwards. I said, dude, I was about to ask how much does the gun cost? Mm-hmm. But as the only Jew in that room, <laughs> I'm like, guy. you know what? I'm just going to wait for someone else to say it. Thank you later. There's Hank in the back. Like, How much is the MSRP? You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. No one was, you know, to me, I was like, somebody better ask this question. Like, I was literally yeah. about to. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Okay. So Michael Avon says, ordered some shirts means I could put off laundry for another day. <laughs> I don't know how long it's going to take you to get those shirts, but okay. Hope that works. Um, Night Train says, got, um, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I think we just got two more orders. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, wow. I don't yeah. know who John Parsons Hank, is, but he bought three shirts and I love him. Hank's fans turn out for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is amazing. I, I can't even yeah. begin to tell you how awesome you guys are. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, yeah, all you guys are gonna have to get in touch with Lola to get your patches, by the way. <laughs> and Can't I go know for something up, and then goes, oh, I'm not gonna actually do it. Lola has to do it. <laughs> you know, can you imagine, Patrick, the kind of trouble I'm gonna be in when I get yeah. off? Yeah. Well, thank goodness it's her birthday. You better take her out to dinner or something. <laughs> I gotta get in so much trouble. She's gonna be like, yeah. really? God, do you know there's a limited amount of these that you're offering? Okay, so, but yes, it's 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 still a good deal while we're here we got you got like uh what is it you got about uh 18 minutes night train says unfortunately a large majority of jewish people politically lean left and vote democrat yep again a lot of them are like i explained earlier a lot of them are jews in name only um in the orthodox jewish world more often than not they will tend to vote conservative but in the reformed and uh, reformed and conservative Jewish world. And I don't mean conservative politically Jewish world, but mm-hmm. uh, they, a lot of them tend to vote left. And it's the idea of like a cafeteria Catholic. We have those in Judaism as well. And again, Jews in name only, Reli- you know, religion comes second to politics. Mm-hmm. So that's why, like I said, um, ben Shapiro has a great breakdown, like a little quick five-minute YouTube video. If you go to YouTube and type in, you know, Ben Shapiro, Jewish Democrat, mm-hmm. um, you'll find the video. It's really a fantastic video. Mm-hmm. Um, and I carry my revolver in single action. Says, ask him his thoughts of people calling Ben Shapiro a Nazi. Yeah, that's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, what um, do you think about that? So, oh man. I oh, boy, you got to think about this one. <laughs> oh, well, no, it, it's just one of those things that it, it's hilarious to me. You know, I grew up with Ben. I've known him for 30-something years. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, I used to write for his old website, Truth Revolt. Mm-hmm. And every now and then, I'll write opinion pieces for the Daily Wire. Cool. Uh, I have never met somebody so big yet so humble. And I know he doesn't come off that way, but he if you meet him in person, he is soft-spoken. He is just such a down-to-earth, normal guy. And, you know, I just find it incredibly amusing that people will call him a Nazi. I mean, it's like calling me a Nazi, right? Like, mm-hmm. Like, why? Because I believe in the Second Amendment and I believe – 
you know, the Democratic Party's ruining America and um, I'm pro-Trump. I mean, I didn't used to be when, when you know, but I'm pro-Trump. I'm like, yeah, so I'm a Nazi, right? Um, okay. Like, this is hilarious. Wait, is that is are those dames people buying yep. shirts? Yes. <laughs> oh, do, uh, so so here's the thing. Yeah. So a lot of them are people buying shirts, and then um, a lot of them. It, it's kind of annoying because you have like, um, it'll say someone or someone bought a shirt, and then I get an email from Printful saying order has been submitted, and then I have an email from. PayPal saying, oh, you mm. have a notification for PayPal. Like oh. you have <laughs> so it's like if one person buys a shirt, you get like four emails. But when four people buy a shirt, you're getting like 16 emails in a second. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's what you're hearing. And I apologize. No, it's cool. That's cool. Thanks to everyone out there doing that. Yeah. 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 And uh, you guys need to get in touch with Lola and Babyface P. To figure out <laughs> don't, how to... Don't talk, come talking to me. I can't help with this. <laughs> Come on, Patrick. Your name is Patch. I, I don't know how I can get patches to people that I don't own. <laughs> All right. So uh, Flying Rich says Pew Pew Jew on IG. At, yeah. at the Pew Pew Jew, yes. Yeah. Um, all right. So where were we? We were. Oh, you were talking about Ben Shapiro. Let me ask you something about Ben Shapiro. Has he always talked that fast? <laughs> um, <laughs> seriously. I think as he gets smarter, which I know is hard to imagine Ben getting smarter, but as he gets smarter, just more stuff goes in his head and he just flies. It has to come out at some point. It just, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, the guy speaks at five million words a minute. But the craziest thing is if you can follow his speed, he's very easy to understand. Mm-hmm. Meaning he's hands down the smartest person I've ever met in my life. Like, there's not even a question about it. Despite him being, in my opinion, off the charts genius, he makes he makes everything relatable. Mm-hmm. If you're able to slow down his words as he's talking, you're like, oh well, that makes sense. Oh yeah, that that's understandable. Like he's not like a, a some rocket scientist spewing all this stuff, and you're like, you lost me at hello, right? He's mm-hmm. he is able to convey all the messages in a very clear and easy way. Okay, yeah. Um, I think I could follow him the way that he speaks so fast. Here's the thing. At the end of like looking at one of his videos or something, I'm freaking tired. If I watch if I watch him on Joe Rogan, I'm like wiped out. Hurting. Yeah, I'm like, okay. <laughs> Let me put this in slower or something. I don't know, it's, you know. But yeah, he, he's cool. I like him, I'm a fan. Well, it, it was actually pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. I, at the gun rights policy conference in Phoenix, um, one night I was sitting with Pincus, Rob Pincus, uh, Argo, KD, Maj, um, and a few other people. And all of a sudden, my cell phone rings, and they kind of look at me. I'm like, "Sorry, guys, it's Ben Shapiro." <laughs> <laughs> and like, and like you can see, like we're talking about like Maj, right? Who's the king of the street, like. My street cred went from here to here. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it was great. It, it was a lot. It was a very funny. But yeah, that he, would uh, actually be a good combo. I would love to see Maj and uh, Ben Shapiro. Um, I am going to be talking and possibly seeing Ben very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
I would like to try to hook them up because I think getting Maj on with Ben would be a a a truly fantastic hour or two of video, television, radio, computer, mm-hmm. whatever. That might break the internet. Uh, possibly. I think it would be pretty awesome. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Flying Rich says he wants Ben Shapiro on the Supreme Court. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Philadelphia Patriot says, do you know the Hebrew Hammer? Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know the Hebrew Hammer, but it is one of my favorite movies of all time. If that's what he's going with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joseph Anthony wants you to know that he is Hosephus. Oh no, Hosephius. 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 Hosephius on IG. He's Hosephius on IG. Just okay. So, so that you know that. Um, let's see. Uh, Brian Quick says, but, but can Ben name all of the presidents in order while field stripping an AR? <laughs> That's some American shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> I can either confirm or deny. <laughs> um, uh, our man in Axis says, I've never seen anyone really beat Ben Shapiro in a debate. I think he just confounds and confuses. Well, yes and no. I mean, if you, if you listen to any debate he's in, like he says, facts don't care about your feelings, right? So, like, mm-hmm. when someone is speaking from the heart and, and you know, like a bleeding heart liberal type of deal... And Ben's like, you know, like my, my favorite example, right, is you had I, you had this girl uh, freaking out over the Boy Scouts. I don't know if you ever saw this video. And she's like, well, where where in the name does it say that a girl can't be in the Boy Scouts? <laughs> <laughs> ben just looks at her. And, you can, and I'm not making this up. You can literally go on YouTube and find this. Ben just looks at her and goes, in the name Boy Scouts. <laughs> and... You know, it's not a matter of confounding them. It's that when they're confronted with fact, mm-hmm. they can't get an answer. They don't know how to answer that. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's not they, they get confounded. just like, oh, crap. What am I supposed to say now? Like, mm-hmm. you know, he just proved – he literally just proved me wrong and I've got nothing. So i got to fall back on Ben Shapiro's a Nazi, right? You're like, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Hey, that's where it comes from. Yeah. Damn your logic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Kathleen Music Lover says, I assume Ben Shapiro is pro-firearms. He uh, is. He is? Okay. 100%. Can you tell us what kind of guns he owns? Or that is that, I don't, I don't want to give him any security yeah, I, details. Yeah, I, I honestly, I, I can't answer that because okay. I don't know. Okay. But also, like you said, if I didn't know. Yeah. I probably wouldn't uh, be able to tell you. Okay, yeah. For, for security, we, I mean, unfortunately, the guy has to travel around with the whole security detail with him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, but he is pro-firearms. 100%. Pro-Second pro Amendment. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dan Hates, you said Ben Shapiro speeds up his videos like Lucas Botkins. Really? I don't know who Lucas Bodkins is. Yeah, I don't know either, uh, Patrick. That's the guy that owns um, uh, T-Rex Arms, the holster company. Oh, okay. So I, does Ben Shapiro speed up his videos? I don't know if that's I true. I don't think so. I think he's joking. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Uh, Red Bear is saying something about Shapiro versus Enoch. 
Shapiro versus Enoch. What is that? Uh, Whatever it is, Shapiro will win. Yeah, he says, has been seriously debated a comparable opponent, though not a college student. Okay, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, Ben has debated other people. I mean, what was the... Didn't he go up against... um, Oh, oh, Red Bear is saying, like, uh, matchups he would like to see. So he's, oh. Oh, okay. So he says Shapiro versus Stryker would leave me all warm and fuzzy. Uh, Stryker? Yeah, who's Stryker? I don't know. Yeah. Is See, he one of the G.I. Joes? I don't, I, that's the closest thing. I, Red Bear yeah. goes right over my head every single time. Yeah. <laughs> so I have no idea who, uh, who he's talking about. Let's see. Um, uh, Big Cliff says he listens to a podcast that he said he carries. So, I hope Good he does. Him. Yeah, I hope he yeah. does. I, I don't know how this turned into the Ben Shapiro show, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, and Atomic Bulls is... I'm just getting some people's comments out there. Atomic Bulls says Ben is a pro-Second Amendment, but then he puts in quotes, but person. I don't know what that means. Um, and then Len Holt says, Lewis, Bodkin, and, and family got the law change in Tennessee to get rid of the ammo tax here. Oh, okay. They, um, that yeah, that was part of their their push lately in the last couple of years, I think. Yeah, and Red Bear says Eric Stryker. Still don't know who that is. Eric Stryker. Yeah, you're gonna have to look that up. Uh, Football defensive lineman. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You're gonna have to tell who is this Eric Stryker guy. Okay, I have no idea. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's move on from that. Let's see. So what's you know we're gonna obviously have to have you come back. Here, but uh, what kind of stuff are you getting up to nowadays, man? What's going on with you nowadays? Oh man, so I finished my next book. Um, unfortunately, Shot Show this year was a bust. I couldn't find sponsorship for it, which is okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you win some, you lose some. Um, so I'm thinking actually about maybe starting a GoFundMe to to publish the book to, to crowdsource it, uh, okay. crowdfund to uh, get. I mean, I need to. About probably around five grand, but I'd probably up it to around six grand just to be on the safe side mm-hmm. uh, and see if I can raise the money that way. Because, you know, I love my fans. I love the people who follow me. Um, I think they're awesome. And I would love to somehow get them involved in my next book. And, you know, if you donate a certain amount you'll be printed on the sponsorship page and uh, cool. you know something like that you'll you'll be able to get into my next book so um I'm, I'm weighing my options i'm looking into it now like i said we just got back from shot just a week ago not even mm-hmm. so um i'm doing that um i was supposed to have a phone call with a relatively large uh youtube youtube uh not even youtube but just a very big social media personality who mm. is very interested in writing a book with me. Mm. Um, and this person is big. I mean, like, really, really, really big. So um, I can tell you guys offline. Is it PewDiePie? <laughs> yeah. No, the, no. Like, I see the headline right now. Pew Pew Jew and PewDiePie. No, 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 no. no. Okay. Um, I'm just teasing. No, not, not, not him, but uh, I can tell you offline. Okay. But mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's something that I, I would be beyond excited for. Um, so this year, 
you know, I'm I'm trying to get in with PSA and make maybe uh, you know they came out with that Star of David lower. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to see if they'll do like a pew pew do lower, uh, like do a little co-branding. Um, they seemed interested in at Shot Show, and you know, I just um, I got a lot planned. So just working hard every day. Okay. All right. That all sounds like good stuff. Let me see. I'm trying to see if we've got um, some other questions coming in here. Can you tell us what the uh, book is about? Um, it's actually not gun related. Okay. But it is, but it is a children's book. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just call it patriotism for children. Mm, cool. Okay. Okay. Um, so I need a little more of and a lot less Kaepernick in our lives. Oh, okay. Understood. Understood. Armament and Axis says Hank equals dork. Laugh out loud. Thank you. I appreciate it. And no patches for Armament and Axis. <laughs> there you go. That's on the... Uh, American Freedom Outdoors wants to know, do you have iron sights on your rifle or uh, an optic? I have pop-up iron sights as well as an optic. Okay. Very good. Um, and the motorboater says, I just ordered a book for my little nephew. Can't wait to get it to him. So I will make sure to get it out tomorrow. Awesome. Uh, flying rich gave us a couple of bucks here. He says, happy 2000 baby face P. So Patrick here has gotten to uh, where, uh, how much over 2000 subscribers are you baby face? Uh, let's see right now. I'm trying not to look. I'm trying not to get like. Oh, you don't want to get too caught up in it. So now, do you feel like a YouTube megastar? 2023. Oh, look at you. Are you, you know, are you signing autographs? I'm a megastar. Yeah, I I can get an autograph out to you. Uh, I got stickers with butt sweat all over them for when I I carried them in my pocket for too long. We we have Yehuda here. You can start writing that book right now on how to become a YouTube sensation. God, I, that is not for me to answer. <laughs> um, you have to be as good looking as Brandon Herrera. Oh, that's right. That's no, exactly. you well, you're right? never getting there. You're never getting yeah, there. Yeah, no, I don't have that hair. My hair's all gone. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good friends with Brandon. I'm on uh-huh. a, I'm on a a small Instagram uh, group chat with him and a few other people in the industry, mm-hmm. and Brandon is. He is a good guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Brandon a lot. Yeah, like yeah. just a. Yeah, he's just a re- like. Anytime I need help, like, hey man, I just came out with this new thing, new book. Can you just give me a shout out? It's not. It's not even a hesitation. He's like, yeah, no problem. Like a minute later, he posts it. You know, like there's not a lot of people like that in the industry who are as big as. I mean, Brandon's getting bigger every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so is so his here. Well, yeah, so it's yeah. Sarah, Brandon Herrera, as we yeah. uh, make uh, Right, right. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we have, we have a, he's a great guy, really, really good guy. Yeah. What were you going to say, Patrick? Oh, uh, Nothing. I was just uh, – Brandon's awesome. My last – the AK series I did, I bought the uh, parts kit from him. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Let me take a quick break here. We're going to go a little bit long because we came in a little bit late. So we're going to go – I've got enough time. I mean you tell me we can go yeah. for as long as – yeah, I mean, we're, I know we're at nine, but we're going to go a little over just because we came in late. But there's, I have to remind people of this because Olight has a sale coming up. What? Olight having a sale? You don't say. So anyway, so the Olight Warrior X, there's a sale that goes on um, tonight. I'll make a video. I'll actually open this up and show you guys the, the 
Warrior X 600 lumens. That's right, 600 lumens. Um, I'm sorry, yeah, 600 meter throw, sorry. 2,250 lumens, that's my bad. It throw, throwing uh, 600 meters, so that's a pretty long throw. And uh, I'll, th I'll put up details of that sale. And then they're also, they have a sale on the i5T, which uh, the proceeds from this are going to go to uh, f to help fight the effects of the coronavirus. Obviously, Olight is like in China, and China's getting mm. yeah hit pretty don't breathe, hard. Don't breathe the air that comes out of that. Oh, it smells good. <laughs> don't, you better be careful. You've got to catch that coronavirus. That's that. This one is sealed. This one is hermetically <laughs> yeah. sealed. So anyway, there's um, some Olight sit. There's an Olight sale going up. If you guys uh, buy stuff through our link, you help support us. Plus the sales from this goes to help uh, with the coronavirus. So I'm just telling you guys that I'll throw something up after this. It starts here at midnight. So I just wanted to let everybody know about that. I will throw those things up. Um, you know, I've been carrying. I think I've had like my Olight that I've got here in my pocket for my H1R. Nova for I don't know maybe like two and a half almost three years this is like my uh, I, I would like to see them come out with a more powerful version of this so I could blind Lola every night G44 says is yeah. there a day without an Olight sale <laughs> yeah they do a lot of sales they do a lot of sales but we're trying to we're trying to help them out here um, let's see okay Night Train says uh, please ask Yehuda what are some of his favorite Israeli made firearms I think he alluded to that earlier <laughs> but let, let's ask that question again anyway. Oh, God. Um, so hands down, the Uzi, right? I mean, I absolutely mm. The Uzi is just a freaking awesome Iconic, weapon. yeah. Um, it's iconic. It, the thing runs well, and mm. I absolutely love the Uzi. Mm -hmm. uh, <sighs> you're not, you're not, I'm sensing you're not a fan of the Tavor. I mean, I like the Tavor. It's not a bad gun. It's mm -hmm. actually a great gun, but... I'm an AR guy. Uh -huh. I, I like the feeling of the AR versus a bullpup. Oh, okay. you're, you're, Hank is 100% bullpup all day, every day. So, <laughs> yeah, that's what just, I collect. I, them. I collect bullpups. I have ARs. I got ARs too, you know, but I collect bullpups. I like the awesomeness, you know. And the uh, Tavor, isn't the Tavor the Hebrew hammer? Someone was asking us about that earlier. <laughs> Or it was something else. Was there some other gun that was called the Hebrew Hammer? I mean, maybe Jericho. Was it? Okay. I know that there was a gun called that, right? I think so. I think so. Um, let's see. Uh, Jericho turns you into a uh, into a space um, space cowboy. If anybody okay. gets that reference. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Hank doesn't, Hank doesn't watch anime. He has no idea. Oh, it's about. an anime thing. Oh, boy. Yeah. Richard, Somebody will get that reference. Don't Richard worry. Maunder, he's in England, Yehuda. He wants to know, do the shirts and books ship to the UK? Unfortunately, not at the moment. Oh. Um, Sorry, I Richard. Have to, I have to try to figure that out. Um, I know shipping is a lot more expensive, mm -hmm. sending it over there. The books I probably could get to the UK. I just haven't been asked that yet. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't. And this is your first time. time. Yeah. So do, yeah, can they? Can he get in touch with you and find out like if there's extra shipping or something? Well, there definitely will be extra shipping because right now, standard shipping for a book off my website, Sun Copies, just I think like six ninety five. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't know how much international shipping is. So, so let me key you into Richard Maunder, and, and this is the reason why I'm, I'm telling you this here for a second. Richard uh, is in England. 
He, he was here last year visiting us. He comes every year. He's going to be here for at the NRA show. Um, okay. He's a pro-Second Amendment guy, pro-gun guy. Um, he literally, he has a job over in England. He literally collects bottles and does recycling stuff and all that to raise the money to come here. But a really good guy. So I don't know if it's possible, like, you know, for him to buy the book from you or something like that at NRA or... If you're going to see him at the NRA show, you know, we we can somehow have someone... I'll just use you, you know, if you, Hank, if you want to order a book for him, bring it to the NRA show. I can sign it to him. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be at the show? I'm not. It's oh, actually not. on... It's on Passover. Oh, right. Of course. Yeah. It's okay. Second, second year in a row that they did that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh so, yeah, let's have, let's see if we can work something out. Maybe we can work something out. Yeah, can help. like I said, I'll, I'll look into sending it to England. I just know it's super expensive to send anything overseas. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he's coming in, I mean, NRA show is only in what four months from now. I think so. Probably less. Like, right? End of April. So yeah. if you know, if there's somehow someone orders it and brings it to him at the NRA show. By all means, I'm more than happy to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then I see there's a bunch of people um, congratulating Babyface and in the 2000s. Oh, thank you. Let's see. Uh, um, lots of different things going through here. I'm trying to see. Do you have any questions, Patrick? That I that I missed here. I no. no. I think we covered a lot of stuff tonight. Yeah. Uh, I know. Uh, you said you wanted to go over some of the jokes in the joke book. Oh, jokes. Let's get some jokes in before we get out of here. Yeah. Keep in mind, like the ultimate corny dad jokes, right? So oh, okay. Some of them are. Some of them will make you cringe, um, and some of them are actually funny. Um, but I'll tell you, like some of the really popular ones. So the first one: What's the difference between a Glock shooter and a 1911 shooter? Hmm. Hold on. <laughs> you, you trying to figure this out, Patrick? I, I was thinking. <laughs> I'm trying to think where this is. Yeah. Going. What is? No. What is it? <laughs> in mind i wrote this book because there are people in our industry call it like 80 percent of the industry who are way too serious and do not know how to have fun mm-hmm. okay okay so so the answer to that is 45 years in the aarp membership oh, <laughs> oh good, yeah. the nice you know okay i got it yeah i got it i got it um, you have uh, why didn't the college grad tell her parents how she paid for schooling? Mm. She was field stripping for money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, oh, my 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 son, my ten year old, came up with a joke. He's very proud, um, mm-hmm. and I actually put it in the book. Is why don't revolver shooters like parks? Why don't why don't revolver shooters like parks? Okay, I don't know. Tell me why. They have slides. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like I said, get it. I get it. I get it. Just a good, mm-hmm. fun, clean, you know, corny dad joke book that it's great for stocking stuffers or a little coffee table. You just want people to, you know, really just giggle. I mean, that, that's yeah. really what it is. How many jokes are in the book? I, I'm throwing up uh, – I'm going to throw up right now um, the cover of the book so everyone can see that. There are 105. 
Okay, 105s. And uh, if people order it from your website, they get a signed copy, right? Signed copies are coming from me and then you have on my website and then um, you can go to Amazon and I have all my books on Amazon as well. Yeah, and it looks like 67 pages. Yeah, it's just yeah. like three three jokes per page. Some of them have one joke per page with a corresponding image. Yeah. Um, you know, what? like I have one, uh, man, um, what happens when you give, oh, what is it? God, I don't even remember this one. Um, oh, what happened when the ATF gave guns to the drug cartels? Uh... I don't know no. what happened. There you go. Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> we kind we kind, of, we, we kind of go after uh -huh. a lot of people. Just mm -hmm. you got to be able to laugh at your situation. I remember mm -hmm. I, uh, this old guy was reading my joke book at a store uh, that I worked at, and mm -hmm. it was on display. And he goes through. He literally stands up for thirty minutes reading every page slowly. Oh and boy. Then, well, yeah. When he finished, I kind of walked over and I'm like, so, um, what do you, what do you think of the joke book? And he turns to me, goes, I, I'm not exact words. He goes, some I understood, some I didn't, some I highly disagree with. <laughs> and I'm like, and you're the person that I wrote the book for. Right, right. Yeah, so, absolutely. That's very cool. That's very cool. I'll see if I can get Lola to um, to maybe uh, later on put up some links to the Amazon cool. or something like that. Yeah. Um, all, you said all the books are on Amazon or? Yeah, I technically have six books, um, but four, four, you can get four of them signed on my website and then all six are on Amazon. Okay, very cool. All right, listen, you know what? We I, we definitely have to have Yehuda back over here. It's been uh, it's been pretty awesome. But I know Babyface P is probably his uh, his stomach is eating him from inside last out. Time I, last time I ate was noon, and I am ready. Marley brought dinner home, so I am gonna uh, go. Yeah, he's so before. So let's wrap this up here. Let's wrap this up here. So Babyface P. There's all the starving children in Africa, Babyface P. I know, and I'm gonna just think about that as I'm devouring my. Sandwich. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so we'll start with you. Tell us how the folks out there can support you. How can they uh, follow you and help grow your social media, YouTube, and podcast? Yeah. Uh, so, Babyface P on YouTube. So, YouTube.com/slash/Babyface P. Uh, baby underscore Face P on Instagram, <clears throat> and uh, BabyfacePea.com takes you to my Facebook. I'm a little sick right now, but I I just still have. I still do still have some comment, uh, content coming out, and we'll have plenty more on the way. This is just the beginning for the channel. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe we'll get him. Uh, maybe we'll get him back tomorrow because uh, he didn't get. You know, he didn't get a chance. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe we'll not. See. Maybe not. Yeah, you didn't get a chance to talk about Shot Show. Oh, um, and I didn't get a chance to talk about my trip to Austin and how terrible it was. Yeah. Okay. Also, he doesn't like the Austin. trip was awesome. The city is. Oh, yeah. In case anyone doesn't know, <sighs> uh, Yehuda, how can the folks out there support you? Uh, follow up with you, man. Uh, yeah, so again, if you want to reach out to me, uh, you can definitely uh, hit me up through my website, thepewpewjew.com. Um, I do a lot of social media. Um, I'm about 50 people, 50 followers away from 5,000 followers nice. on on uh, Instagram. Um, and when when I do hit 5,000, uh, 5, I'm actually going to do a pretty cool giveaway. Oh, okay, awesome. So uh, – the giveaway is not going yet. Once I hit the five thousand, I'm gonna people are gonna be able to pick um, 
a t-shirt. There's going to be two winners. Either any t-shirt on my website they'll get. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also they will get a a um, like a down blanket like a, with any of my images. Oh, cool. Oh, with your image on it. Well, not no. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I'm sure everyone wants a picture of my face on uh, <laughs> on uh, their blanket. But, no, but you know, I'm gonna, I'll probably pick like five or six mm-hmm. choices that they can choose of uh, different s- designs. Oh, okay. And if they want this on a down blanket, um, not a down blanket, like a sherpa type blanket. Oh, okay. Uh, they can put that in. So I'm gonna do two giveaways like that. All right. Very cool. So uh, here, let me do this right now. I I am going to remind everyone to go check out HankStrange.com. That is the website. Sign up for our email list. Uh, Joseph Anthony says he's wearing the green version of the retro shirt that I'm wearing right now. Hold on. Let me show that off. There you go. What? Retro shirt. Okay. So uh, check out HankStrange.com. Sign up for the email list there. That's how we're going to give away stuff. Um, and I am going to drop everyone standby. I'm going to drop the end right now on everyone. Make sure that you subscribe, thumbs up, comment here, ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. We're on audio as well, so if you want to listen to us in the car on a long trip, you can find us at the, your favorite places to get audio. Um, we are approaching 500 episodes. That's happening sometime next week. I think we're going to give away like 500 rounds of ammo that Luis Valdez uh, contributed here. We're going to give that away to someone. You're going to have to be on the email list. I want to thank Yehuda, the Pew Pew Jew, for coming in. I want to thank Babyface P for coming in under duress and sickness. And hunger, and hunger. I didn't, I didn't talk too much tonight because my voice is like, ugh, yeah, in, he is, in and yeah. out. So Yeah, he's losing his voice. I saw him earlier, and he kicked me out of his house. <laughs> but we'll talk about that another time. Um, so any final words from anyone out there? Final words? I just want to say I think you you have uh, the best followers. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Thank you. I agree with you. They are pretty awesome. I mean, that, that was – I mean he just got – I don't even know. I haven't even looked. I know at least three hundred, four hundred dollars worth of uh, purchases awesome. just in the last door. So yeah, awesome. I, Thanks I to all those guys and all of your followers. You guys are all awesome. Yes, absolutely. I agree. Thanks very much, everyone. And for everyone who was listening during the live podcast and bought a shirt, hit up Lola. If you're listening afterwards, please do still do get a shirt. They're very cool. We will see you guys. We're out of here. Thank you. See ya. Peace.